The following podcast contains strong language and is suggested for a mature audience. Hello and welcome to Off Your Chest with Josh Nobeff again this week, but what we do have is we are going to be firing up the fun machine for you again with episode two of the previously unreleased podcast, Fun Machine, by Run Riot Comedy. In the episode itself, uh, we do refer to ourselves as Square Peg Comedy. Of course, this has now changed. We are at Run Riot Comedy on all social media platforms and Run Riot. We do monthly shows uh, in the Leeds area. Uh, sometimes the venue doesn't have a leaky roof. Can't wait to tell you guys about that story once Beth's back. But please do keep in mind that this was recorded in early 2021, so we may be talking about current events that have long since passed. Uh, For example, we have a section called The Queen's Handbag, and uh, she was alive when we recorded this. So, you know, there's one of them. (laughs) But anyway, please to enjoy Fun Machine, episode two. Hello, and welcome to The Fun Machine, your number one source for mechanically reclaimed comedy. (laughs) We are Square Peg Comedy. We're going to be bringing you games, banter, and other good things. But before we get into those, let's do a quick introduction. Let's go around the horn, starting with number one, Noel. Hello, everyone. I'm Noel, and I'm hairy in all the wrong places. Hello, I'm Quenby, and I'm the chaotic queer of this group. My name's Josh, and I love Iron Brew way too much for an Englishman. I'm Suzanne, and I've only had a nip of brandy, and it's three o'clock. Alex, you go. Oh, I'm Alex, and I've been frosting this in the wrong order. (laughs) 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 And I'm Adam, your erstwhile host and sometime love machine. So our first game is the matchmaker game. Matchmaker game. We get a figure from history or fiction and we decide who would be the person that would be perfect for them. I'm going to open up the floor for Alex to give us our first person. My person is Richard Attenborough's character in Jurassic Park, <laughs> Dr. Hammond. Oh, oh interesting. Because um, I could not imagine that man having sex. <laughs> <laughs> But now you've all forced us to do just that. Yeah, now you all, you've all had to. You think he's not fucking those dinosaurs? You're naive. No, he would never do that. I was going to say, my first thought is he's fucking one of them raptors. We're less than five minutes in and we're already talking about bestiality. We need to do better, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's probably gene-splicing some raptors with the DNA of some lost love. Mm. Oh, he could create the perfect person. So your pitch is sexy dino babes. Mm-hmm. Dinos with cleavage. I reckon it might be the case that he's trying to rebuild the long lost love of his life. And it might be like a Pacific Rim 2 situation. It's just like a half skeleton and a brain in a vat. Mm. <laughs> and just with <laughs> with an orifice hanging out of it for physical Whatever floats your boat. So I, I think maybe the whole of the Jurassic Park films are actually just him fulfilling a really weird fetish of his. I'm just wondering, is his fetish dinosaurs or is his fetish seeing people who are sitting on the toilet being eaten alive? Or is it children being electrocuted? I don't know which one of those is darker, murder or people being electrocuted. Children being electrocuted. <laughs> Cut all of this. Cut all of it. <laughs> After watching Jurassic Park, I was terrified of specifically the toilet bit. I don't want to die on the toilet. I don't want to do an Elvis. That's 
definitely not a way to go. Whether there's a dinosaur involved or not, you know. Yeah, famously Elvis killed by a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) I think that Hammond's particular fetish might be that he always wanted to see a goat being eaten whole, but there was no creature (laughs) left that could do it. And that's the only thing that gets him off. So he had to bring the dinosaurs back just to watch that sweet, sweet goat meat. So it was just like some sort of like vor-like consumption fetish type situation. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if we figured out a good partner for him yet, though. I feel... Sorry, just going back to like... I, I feel like a python can eat a goat whole. Oh, goat's what? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but it's too slow. It wants like the violent biting in half. Maybe like a great white shark... Teaching the goat to surf is really difficult, though. <laughs> Just surfs into the jaws of a megalodon. I mean, yeah, if you want to have a vor scene, then yeah, I guess so. Can everyone please explain what vor is or stop saying it? Because I don't know what we're talking about. I think stop saying it. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> a show of hands, who knows what vor is? Oh, 50-50. That's Alex, Quemby and myself. It's like Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to circle back round. We're going to go to Alex and say, A, what is his fetish? And B, do you think a correct partner was found? I like the idea that dinosaurs was just an accidental thing he stumbled on and trying to clone women and it ended up with uh, <laughs> ended up being lizards instead. All right, we were matching Mr. Hammond with his own clone abominations. <laughs> I would love to see like a teenage Van Wilder National Lampoon style thing of Dr. Hammond at university. The regular people are trying to spy on babes and he's just cloning fools. Are you saying Weird Science was actually young Dr. Hammond? (gasps) Oh my God. Weird Science is a prequel to Jurassic Park. (laughs) I love it. Okay. I think we can firmly take that off the list and I'll open it up and say, does anyone have a character or person they want to throw out there? Oh, Mr. Bean, maybe? Oh, nice. Bean. I like that. See, that's interesting because he has, in his own continuity, he has a girlfriend. Called Irma Gob, but I think she's getting sick of his shit. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of, I don't know, that sounds bad. I don't think Mr. Bean should have relations with anyone. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Mr. Bean strikes me as an asexual icon. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like a romantic partner, I mean... Um, yeah, he could, he could have romance, but I don't yeah. think anyone should <laughs> yeah. cross that line. I reckon, what was the name of the wife from, um, was it Some Mothers Do Have Them, the show? Oh, oh Be- Betty. Betty. Betty, yeah, because she's used to chaos mm-hmm. in the form of Frank, I think it was called. Frank Spencer, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. that's it, yeah. Very much the Mr. Bean of his day, I think. Yeah, so definitely. They had a daughter, so maybe she's old enough now to, or though marrying somebody who's just like your dad is not always a healthy sign of a, <laughs> a good psychology. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he needs to do some work on himself before he's ready to be in a relationship, because it's not up to, you know, a woman to, like, come into his life and just do all the admin caused by his horrendous bullshit. Like, take some fucking responsibility, Mr. Bean. <laughs> sort yourself out and then look into a relationship. Don't, like, try and, like, oh, I want to find a wife to fix all of this bullshit for me. No, take responsibility. But is it not one of the great tropes of romance that the other person in the relationship needs to be fixed? 
Is that not a staple of old rom-coms? Yes. And I really dislike that staple of old rom-coms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a really, really unhealthy staple of old, of old I'm not, rom-coms. Yeah. I'm not agreeing with it, but it's a trope. It's a trope. It's definitely a trope. doesn't make it right. If we were to lean into that trope and say that that woman did exist and would potentially be a good partner, I'm going to say Judge Judy. <laughs> oh, she takes shit from no one. No one. She don't take no shit. She'd sit him down and whip him into shape. I was going to say Super Nanny or like Mary Poppins or someone. <laughs> oh, Mary Poppins. Yeah, they're like quite whimsical, both of them. Although I like Judge Judy. I'm just going to circle back for just one thing. Alex, do you feel that Mr. Bean shouldn't have sex because you would essentially be taking advantage of his kind and simple nature? Yeah, that would probably be my thinking. I mean, I, I guess it's it comes down to does he have capacity to you know, give meaningful consent. And <laughs> I don't know. I'll be honest, I have not watched anything with Mr. Bean in for a very long time. So I don't know if we ever clearly establish whether he has capacity to give consent to having sex. I feel that would be quite a weird episode. <laughs> Normally quite light, breezy 50 minutes. Yeah. Like, no. It's like a yeah, slapstick. It does a lot of pelvic dancing, to be fair. Maybe Mr. Bean needs like a gritty reboot where he's the vehicle through which we explore discriminatory behaviour against people with various disabilities. So who plays him in the reboot? Christian Bale, obviously, if it's a gritty reboot. Good shout. <laughs> or um, the, the guy who played for Joker. What's his name? Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. I thought say Heath Ledger. <laughs> he's dead. He's, yeah, he's not doing any work. <laughs> oh, comp- if they're bringing back... Who are they bringing, they're bringing back Marilyn... No, what's he called? James Dean for a film. You can bring back uh, Heath Ledger. Ooh. You can yeah, do a Peter Cushing on him. Thinking about someone who's also from the 90s and has experience with men like Mr. Bean. Jenny from Forrest Gump. <gasps> oh, so yes. of Jenny. Such a good show. Uh, but I think her having sex with Forrest Gump, that was definitely... <laughs> I'm not I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure that Forrest was fully on board. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. He may not be a smart man, but he knows what love is. And that is a direct <laughs> quote from the man himself. <laughs> what about like a, a fruple where... Forest and Mr. Bean together. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> like a Bert and Annie situation. Yeah. Well, we haven't found him a partner, but we found him a friend. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're going to swing this back to Suzanne. A huge number of options there, from the thunderous Judge Judy to the gentle-natured Forrest Gump. What are you feeling like? Oh, it's got to be Forrest Gump. There it is. Forrest Gump wins. Is they just going to be friends? And, and well, maybe more. We don't know. <laughs> We will have, uh, we'll have one more. Does anyone else have a name they'd like to throw out? Rasputin. <laughs> ra, ra, Rasputin, Russia's greatest love machine. I only found out that he wasn't a fictional character a couple of months ago. Wow. Should we put Josh in with the, the couple of Forrest Gump and Mr. B? <laughs> <laughs> Rude. This has this this happened a few times now where you have remarkably little awareness of history. <laughs> Look, if it didn't happen before I was born, then why would I? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. What was the one? Oh, who was that? Oh, it was like an engineer. Bruden? No, what was it? Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Yeah. Like, who knows who that is? We do. We discussed him at lunch. Most people, I think. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. 
Look, I know about Vore, I don't know about history, okay? <laughs> Let's go back to the song. It's saying Russia's greatest love machine. I just like the idea that that suggests that every nation has its <laughs> designated <laughs> greatest love machine. And maybe every four years, there's a kind of love machine Olympics. Because you did describe yourself as a love machine earlier, Adam. I was just wondering if you would be willing to represent England. Are you Britain's greatest love machine? Though? I made it to the Yorkshire regionals, but that was it. I didn't get beyond that, I'm afraid. I mean, also, like, apparently, like, at the Olympics, they are just acting oh, like bunnies. So maybe there's, like, the Shadow Olympics where the greatest athletes see who's the best at sex as well so maybe this already exists but just you know not broadcast are we still doing the podcast or are you pitching to ITV2 right now (laughs) is this this your new show but I reckon Pornhub they need an easy dunk at the moment get them they'll do it what's wrong with Pornhub this is news to me are they they having a bad time they've always been bang up to par as far as I'm concerned yeah they had a bit of an issue a few months back oh yes they had a purge of a load of videos didn't they yeah they got rid of like what was it like something something ridiculous 80% wow Mm mm-hmm Anything that wasn't uploaded by... A verified user got right. cut. There was a play from the late 60s, a kind of spoof on TV and kind of predicted reality TV, and it was called Something Something in the Sex Olympics. And he was predicting that eventually we'll just have sex on TV as a sport. And it was a remarkably prescient bit of work. I'd be good at the sprint. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know what I'm going to say? Queer people will win every time because we're oh. better at straight than heterosexuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as host, be... I feel we should circle back to the original question. Fuck <laughs> 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 the question. This is, this is a whole new game. <laughs> Rasputin. I reckon Delia Smith. <laughs> expand on that well i'm pretty sure she makes russian food and she deserves a love machine she's a lovely woman i I think you might want to google rasputin a little bit deeper than just love machine he wasn't a pleasant guy she might turn him with some nice food maybe he's just hungry so was he just like some sort of charlatan who sort of buddied up to the emperor of russia yeah so he was a i think siberian monk who was called into for Russian court to treat the Tsar's son's haemophilia and basically fucked half of the Russian nobility whilst in court. Oh, yeah. And also ended up getting a huge amount of influence and eventually got murdered, which involved him being shot, stabbed, poisoned, wow. and then eventually drowned. Badass way to go out. He was, he was definitely a threat. If they figured they we better kill him four times. Yeah, they they just they they, po- they gave him like three times a lethal dose of poison. He barely seemed to notice, so they shot him. And then he was like following him around, saying, "Why did you shoot me?" They stabbed him and then they threw him in a river and then they found that he died through drowning. Bloody hell. I'm going to double down on the sort of religious angle and say that he might enjoy the company of L. Ron Hubbard, creator of Scientology. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> I think they'd have a lot to talk about. They had a few tricks to share, techniques on duping the masses. Exactly. Like Derek Okora. <laughs> um, didn't he, he had an affair with the Russian queen, right? I think it's unclear whether that ever actually happened. Then I think the historical person he needs to be matched up with is... The Virgin Queen, Elizabeth I. (laughs) He can solve both of their issues. I think that's very much the air quotes, Virgin Queen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Virgin of She was never married. (laughs) What do you mean? Women can only lose a virginity on their marriage night, right? (laughs) That's right. Is that what every woman you've ever dated has told you that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Alex is broadcasting from Dubai at the moment, I think. <laughs> or Jeddah. Okay, it's a good shout. Got a lot in common there. And he's obviously he's got a taste for um, royal relations. So any more names? Megan. Sorry, what was that now? Megan Markle, yeah. Throw her name in the ring. Oh, I thought you meant like Mystic Meg. <laughs> That's a better shout. <laughs> yeah. Mystic Meg is a pretty good shout, yes. That would be an amazing combination. I can imagine those two like Montesher and Gomez Adams type relationship. They live in a big creepy house. Nothing ever surprises them. A car broke. <laughs> car broke down. I said it would. <laughs> I told you. I bloody told you. Take your pick on whose voice that was. <laughs> <laughs> if that was Rasputin's voice, I would love that. Bloody hell! Bloody That's what he sounded like. <laughs> sounded like a very. How many times? I don't like poison in my food. They just kept giving it to me. Stop cooking poison. <laughs> If I wanted the poison, I would have bloody asked for it. I would have got myself, but I got my own bloody poison. I don't think any of us could go to Russia now. <laughs> okay, we've got a lot of options there. Quemby, how do you feel about the romantic future of Rasputin? Love options, but actually you're all wrong. The real relationship is him with Russia. Oh. oh. Okay. Mm. A new wrinkle to the game where we can just declare everyone wrong. I didn't know that was <laughs> yeah, a thing. Yeah, he is. <laughs> it's Mother Russia, and then he is Daddy Russia. Oh. I can see it on a T-shirt. Sold. There's no disputing with Rasputin. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to our next round, which is the Queen's Handbag, where we consider questions that have never been We'll move on to our next round, which is called the Queen's Handbag, which is where we pose questions that have never been posed before. Does anyone have a burning question? I feel as though this needs a little breakdown afterwards. Mental breakdown? Physical breakdown? Like a chemical breakdown. How did they discover cocaine? Because I've been looking into producing some cocaine for myself. You know, everyone needs a lockdown hobby. (laughs) So what you need is coca leaves, chlorine water. You need to put in bleach, sulfuric acid, filter it, mix it with kerosene to get the coca alkali, strain it and heat it into a resin. Then you need ammonium hydroxide, hydrochloric acid, mix and dry, and then you get the powder over the course of two weeks. Who in the fucking Amazon discovered that shit? Either a hairdresser or someone that works in a swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) Those outdoor swimming pools that they have in the Amazon. Well, you've got to get the chlorine to kill all those little uh, creatures that swim up your wee. Oh, yeah. Well, in its sort of raw form, wasn't it the Bolivian soldiers who were famed for being able to march for days because they'd eat, like, the leaves of the the Yeah, coca leaves are already a stimulant. Oh, right, okay. So, I mean, I'm guessing the actual answer is they took this sort of natural stimulant and then there was 
probably centuries or at least decades of trial and error of working out how to get a more refined hit dose. Yeah, and like uh, something which is non-perishable as well. I don't think cocaine has a sell by date. Um, I mean, I think it doesn't. No, but I think that's because there's not really anyone to put a sell by date on it. <laughs> Does cocaine go off? Because like presumably over time it's going to lose some of its potency as like the compounds degrade. I'm going to admit I don't have a huge amount of experience with cocaine. All right, let's throw it over to Noel then. Noel, as our expert, Noel, the resident cocaine expert. I never had any long enough to figure out if it was losing its potency. It was just a thought there. It's just like any sort of thing that has a ridiculous process, it's just how did it take? Like, I haven't looked into heroin production, but I assume it is also a very elaborate method like my only experience of heroin was watching train spotting when i was nine so that kind of put me off it for life <laughs> did you know that uh, the person who discovered lsd tested it on himself mm-hmm. took what he thought was like this is going to be a really small dose and then just cycled home completely tripping balls <laughs> turns out what he took was about you know Five or six times, you know, what a recommended dose would be. Possibly 50 doses, I've heard. Yeah. Albert Hoffman is his name. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it was in the late 50s, I think. Yeah, late 50s when it was just like, oh, I've made this new stimulant. I'm just going to take it myself and see what happens. Fuck it. Yeah, well, it would be unethical to test it on somebody else, so I'll just take a whack of it. If you know the film They Live, what's happening is that the world has been run by aliens, but they're disguised as people. And if you put these glasses on, you see who the aliens are. But also, if you look at advertising, it just tells you all the real messages off. And like it says, work eight hours, play eight hours, sleep eight hours, and then there's like obey authority conform and all this is great film anyway seems like a bit of a tangent the glasses are called hoffman glasses oh because oh, it lets you see the truth it lets you see the truth man let's see how the world really works oh they make you trip balls yeah. <laughs> that too but yeah i think the cocaine production if you look at bread you think how the hell did they figure out how to make bread yeah this might be like the thought of a stoned 18 year old where it's just like <laughs> everything you see around you was invented by someone and it's just like what the fuck i mean not water <laughs> water was not invented it was invented by god <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> i am immediately uncomfortable <laughs> we cut to god's office as an assistant walks in we got your notes here uh, big man yes uh, what's this you want something not land we don't mm. know what that is yes um big big i'm thinking i'm thinking big big drink What's a drink? Yeah, what's a drink? Oh my god, right. Um, It's something I'm working on. Uh, it's going to be out in like two weeks, but it's going to be like that, but bigger and next to the land, okay? We just got a memo from your boss. He said two weeks is too long. It's seven days, six if you can push it, then you can have a rest. <laughs> oh my god. I, guys, I'm working overtime. I have done so much cocaine. You don't know what that just is. Just get it done, god. <laughs> that's cocaine. <laughs> You'll find out in two days. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know who's God's boss. 
Man! <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, we went down a real rabbit hole on that one. So, uh, yes, a great question. Okay, do we have another question? I'm not sure if this has never been asked before. I'm sure it probably has, but I'm going to ask it again anyway. What is so special about bees' knees? <laughs> Because they've got pockets. <laughs> and if you've ever worn a dress with pockets, you'll understand how special they are. Oh. I mean, I am on Suzanne's side with regards to dresses having pockets. I feel a knee is like a joint. It moves a lot. I don't think it's a good place to have a pocket. And also, just a knee with a pocket sounds like something you'd see in a Cronenberg film, basically. It just yeah. creeps me out. I'm like, <laughs> Or something like an orthopedic surgeon would sit down and say, I'm so sorry, there's pockets in your knees. Um, <laughs> it's going to cost £400,000 to treat this. You'll never be a steeplejack again. He's got pocket knees. <laughs> yeah, he's got pocket knees, eh? Do they have six of them? Cost are, are bees insects? I'm- they do have six of them. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, they would have more than six. They would have because they've got like three segments. They would have like eighteen. Oh, that's a good point. No, I think they might have six per leg. What? Really? Their legs are in multiple segments, so in total, they've got thirty or something like that. I mean, I'm going to say if they need so many knees per leg, then I'm going to say these knees are a bit shit because they're only doing, you know. A fifth of the work that they should be doing. I mean, stop being so lazy, you fucking bee's knees. Yeah, considering how many knees they've got, we definitely need to see more bee basketball players. Or bee ball players, for sure. Bee ball. Love it. That's my joke. (laughs) Um, They could play for the Hornets. I believe they play in Houston. (laughs) Do you know, the famous American cookie, the Oreo, was actually predated by one called Hydrox. (laughs) <laughs> which is a which now is one that people get when you can't tasty. Af- exactly they can't afford you can't afford Oreos you get the Hydrox but Hydrox came first. My theory is that the original saying was the wasps cocks. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best thing you could get. But then like the honey council came in and went we we can't the wasps are killing us. What can we do here, people? Hence, bees knees. Oh, so you think it might be like a marketing thing by Big Honey? Absolutely. I saw a stripper called Big Honey once. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, we don't have to go into how we met. (laughs) (laughs) I I believe the first time we met, Quemby, I had you on the floor as a cow in an improv scene, if memory serves. I do not remember this. Um, are, you, are you sure this wasn't a dream you had once? No, I don't think it was one, one of Noel's jams. Um, and I thought... That makes it sound like we, the bees make honey, Noel makes jam. He gives the sweetest jam. So he does. It's time to milk Noel again. Let's get the jam out. Terrible. Well, I remember there was this uh, new story where basically somewhere in China... They hired people to sort of replace bees. They were having like really bad rain for ages. So they basically hired people to do the bees job, which was pollinate the plants on the crop. But once the rain sort of stopped and the bees came back, the bees were just really crap at the job. So they just kept hiring humans, put the bees out of work. Are you accusing bees of being lazy sponges taking off the stage? <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, I think they uh, need to really sort themselves out, uh, pull the boots, straps up, and get to work. Eight hours work a day, eight relax, eight sleep. If you don't like it, you can buzz off. <laughs> oh, that would call time on the bees' knees question. 
let's have one last question for this Queen's handbag section. Why do people say bless you when you sneeze? Uh, it's to stop your soul from going out of your nose. Okay, that's that one done. <laughs> that was a short one. <laughs> no, sorry, I, I, I pinched that from The Simpsons. Is that not it? I honestly thought that was, but then I suppose Simpsons has formed my entire worldview. <laughs> but, like, oh, God. Maybe it's just because some sneezes sound a little bit like you've been a little bit possessed and it's just like a lazy exorcism. <laughs> The lazy exorcist. Wow. I love the idea of like, oh, the, the power of Christ compels you, I suppose. We've <laughs> got somewhere to be in half an hour. <laughs> I've got mass again. <laughs> Don't be getting possessed again today, Charlie. We've got a lot on. Was there just a lot of more possessions back in the olden days? Well, any, any malady was basically Satan at work. You know, you got a boil, that was Satan. Yeah. Got a cold, that was Satan. You've got knee pockets, not a Satan. No, love, I don't know what that's doing down there. It was definitely Satan. <laughs> Stop fucking no. Satan. <laughs> no, I refuse to. I think Lil Nas X has beaten yeah. everyone to the punch there. Rasputin and Satan, just to go back to an earlier one. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a pretty strong combo. I'm pretty sure Satan's a polygamist. I mean, so is Rasputin. Yeah, yeah. So. He is pretty horny. Whoa. <laughs> get out. He's half goat as well, so you could get Mr. Hammond in on the act as well. <laughs> get a real <laughs> session going. So, Rasputin eating Satan in one bite whilst Hammond watches. Watches and furiously masturbates. <laughs> oh, good lot. <laughs> If we, at any point, we get fans who want to do fan art, that is your first commission. <laughs> Have you not seen my logo design? I just like the idea of Dr. Hammond. Every time he gets caught fiddling with himself, he says, I was just collecting a DNA sample. <laughs> I think when he climaxes as well, he shouts the words, we spared no expense. <laughs> Life. Oh, finds <laughs> <It's> away. away. <laughs> oh, man. Right, well, I'm not sure we got to the bottom of that particular question, but an excellent one. Very well done. All right, that will wrap up this episode of Fun Machine Podcast. We have been Square Peg Comedy. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, and spread joy whenever you can, you beautiful people. We'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Praise be to Satan. Josh looks a natural colour to Alex. Yeah. It's a good joke for a podcast and no one can fucking see how yellow Josh is. <laughs>